Welcome to part one of Health System CIO's interview with Saad Chaudhry, the future CIO of Saudi German Hospitals Group in Dubai. In this segment, he talks about why the opportunity to seek a leadership role abroad was so appealing to him, how his background and career have helped prepare him for the role, and the enormous opportunity the United States has to improve health IT adoption across the globe. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. Okay, so thank you, Saad, so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Absolutely. Glad to talk with you. So this is, a, this is a little different from most of our interviews. Um, you are currently Associate CIO at Ann Arundel Health System, but you've announced you're stepping down from that role to pursue something quite different. So why don't you start by talking about the role that you're taking on? Sure. Uh, and you're absolutely right. I'm currently the Associate CIO here at Anne Arundel Health System. We're based out of Annapolis, Maryland. We are a regional health system. And just recently, after about two years of being in this role here at the organization, I announced that I will be leaving. I have accepted a role with an international organization that is based out of Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, it's called the Saudi German Hospitals Group. It is a multinational health system in that uh, they have about 15 or so facilities and about five additional facilities that are in a various state of development or construction, and they're spread out everywhere from Egypt to Morocco to the Saudi Peninsula, United Arab Emirates, of course, in there, uh, and they're going into Southeast Asia now as well. The interesting thing about this organization is, while they've been around since the 80s, they encompass really the entire healthcare vertical in that they also have a construction company that actually builds the hospitals. They have a real oh, wow. estate company that actually deals with the geopolitical side of getting the land, working with the governments to build these hospitals there. And uh, another interesting piece, they are uh, an academic medical center in that they have their own medical universities as well that are staffed by Europeans and Americans, so really great world-class faculty that churn out these clinicians. So they're essentially trying to uh, take that entire vertical, own it, and then hold themselves accountable to international standards. So it's a very interesting paradigm, and they've never had uh, an enterprise CIO before. So they have, they've run their facilities on a regional basis, on a local basis, and they believe this is now the time to standardize their technology footprint, hence the need of an enterprise CIO. All right. Wow. Yeah, this just sounds like a really interesting organization. And the fact that they have the real estate and construction uh, entities is, is something that, that certainly makes a lot of sense. Exactly. It, it does. And from a technology perspective, this is actually something that makes it better for a healthcare IT leader. Because if, if you could imagine 
a typical enterprise CIO for an organization that spans multiple facilities, you're most of the time being given a facility that has infrastructure that's been around for a while. Sometimes it's new, sometimes it's not. So you're working a lot with some physical facility limitations and working around them or renovating them. And in this specific case, because it's part of the larger ecosystem of the same enterprise, Mm -hmm. I'm excited about the idea of working hand-in-hand with the operational side of the healthcare, with the architects, with the CMOs, with the CEOs of the hospitals, to ingrain technology in every facet of the process. Right. So it's pretty obvious uh, the appeal of an opportunity like this, but can you talk about the decision process and, you know, what, what led you to, uh, to want to do this? Sure. Before I can even go into why uh, I was interested and why they were interested in me, I think it, uh, it's, it's a valid point for me to make with my own background and, and why it led me to even being considered for the role. Mm-hmm. I was born in Pakistan, so I was born in Southeast Asia. My family okay. originally is from the Indian subcontinent. I grew up in Austria and in Western Europe for a while until I was, I believe, five or six. It's been a while. <laughs> and then later on, in my life, I moved to the United States where I do have family in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh. Uh, And I've spent a majority, if you count the years, I've spent the majority of my life in the United States. So I am a U.S. citizen. I consider myself American. This is home for me. Um, But I have lived as a result of my upbringing on three continents. So I have been exposed to uh, many a culture. And as such, I've had this idea in the back of my head, having seen these cultures coming from a family of physicians who have practiced around the world, that not everywhere medicine is practiced equally and not everywhere is healthcare, uh, healthcare at a corporate level or from a technology perspective, handled the same. Right, so, right. And when we're talking about global healthcare, we talk often how the U.S. healthcare system, not from an IT perspective, but the system, the policy and the operational side, perhaps in many ways is not as all-encompassing as some of the other countries that provide socialized medicine, but where we do lead is the technology piece. So laws like meaningful use, when they were put into place, really spurred the adoption of some of the information systems utilized in a modern-day hospital. So as a result of that, regardless of where U.S. facilities and U.S. health systems land in terms of optimization of those systems, they all do have some IS footprint, some information system footprint. And that you cannot say for every other health system out there in the rest of the world. So while we are trying to work towards covering a lot more Americans from a policy side, from a technology perspective, we are leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. And having been exposed to some of these medical practices and health systems around the world, I've often thought it would be great if at some point in time the rest of the countries are ready to start taking those leaps forward. And what a great idea would it be for some of the American healthcare leadership to be able to share their best practices, to be able to allow our neighbors and our friends across the ponds to leapfrog us based on our pain points that we had when we were going through this process. Because at the end of the day, we're all human beings coexisting on a single planet, right? Why not help each other out? So whenever I would think of my own future from a healthcare leadership perspective, that's what I would imagine. I would imagine 
taking everything that I'm learning, everything I'm doing with my teams, my approach to leadership. I always focus on the human side of leadership, which is an odd thing to say because I'm a technology leader. <laughs> but right. that's my thing. I believe in the human side of leadership because I believe if you take care of that piece, everything else falls into place, including change management and the technology implementation. So I've been developing myself, but I've always thought in the back of my head that someday all these best practices we have here in the United States will be applied across the world, and, and the rest of the world will be so much better for it. And in this opportunity, I saw that. I saw the opportunity for myself and others like me perhaps uh, later on and other organizations around the world to be able to do that, to share our best practices, everything we have gone through in the past decades here in the United States, and allow these other countries to learn from us and perhaps leapfrog us to usher in the age of the next generation of both the systems and CIOs. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting if you think about what kind of impact it could have made if while the U.S. was in the early stages of meaningful use, there were other countries that could say, oh, this is what we experienced and talk about, like you said, those pain points. Exactly. So it is something that and you've, you've been interested for a while, the, the idea of going abroad. It's something that I've always toyed with. I never had an actual plan. I never actually had an organization that I was targeting in any way or, or speaking with. It just so happened that the stars aligned in this specific case. This organization, as I mentioned, was doing a sort of introspection on themselves as a corporate entity for the past couple of years. They're beginning mm -hmm. to think about the shared services model. They're beginning to think about using their size to provide better and expanded care at their facilities in across continents, essentially. And part of that introspection from their perspective was we need to do that same from a technology perspective. So as they started right. coming to that realization, they started looking around and they were looking for a CIO that sort of had that background of thought, not perhaps yeah. somebody who has practiced across being a CIO across national boundaries right up front or has decades of experience in that specific uh, region or part of the world, but somebody who thinks globally, somebody who imagines leading healthcare change from a global perspective. And that's an important piece initially that was unbeknownst to me as well, because if you're operating across national boundaries, you're not just dealing with technology. I mean, you're never just dealing with technology, as I often say, you're dealing with human beings. But in that specific case, you're dealing with geopolitics. You're right. dealing with human beings plus the geopolitical side of any change. Uh, so what they wanted was somebody who has the ability to operate at that global sort of thought level. And of course, they wanted the right background. They wanted the right educational background. They wanted the right successes in that person's past, the right activities in their current role. And while they were going on this search, I was fortunate enough and lucky enough that one of my friends, ironically enough, who I've met at a couple of my previous workplaces, uh, she yeah. is an enterprise CIO at another multinational organization based out of Dubai as well. They came across her and they asked her if, if she would recommend somebody that would be a good fit for what they were looking for. And I was lucky enough and fortunate enough that she thought of me and, and she gave them my name. And thereon, we started conversations. Uh, one thing sort of continued to lead to another, and about four or five months of processing conversations and interviewing later, I decided to accept the role. Great. 
And what was your first reaction to hearing something like this, that you were recommended for this type of role? <laughs> the, I, the irony of this is, you know, we, we talk about cybersecurity a lot these days, and chief among cybersecurity, we talk about phishing a lot. So as an executive leader in the healthcare IT space, I have become a huge skeptic whenever I see something, especially in an email format that just seems <laughs> out of this world and too good to be right. true. So I initially thought it was spam. <laughs> I didn't believe this to be a real piece of communication, uh, and, and so I did not initially jump on it right away. And it was only after a phone call from Dubai from my contact there who had recommended me that I said, oh, this is real. <laughs> so initial reaction was uh, this is uh, phishing, and then the second was disbelief, and then, the, of course, from there on, it just got real, and, then, um, and I was extremely excited. I am still. And do you mind sharing who, the name of the person who had recommended you? Yes. Uh, her name is Donna Lunn. Uh, she is the CIO for the Middle East division of MediClinic International. Okay. Uh, MediClinic is a rather large health system. It spans multiple continents as well. Uh, it's a publicly traded organization in many of the continents. Donna and I uh, have many parallels in our career. We were both at one point in time in our careers at McKesson. We were both at University of Pittsburgh Medical Center at some point. We share many, many mutual friends and contacts and Ironically enough, we both call Pittsburgh our actual home. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is funny. Okay, so some parallels there for sure. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.